You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, January the 22nd of 2021. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan. Thanks for tuning in today and every day you tune in. Always much appreciated. Love talking to you guys three days a week, and sooner rather than later, it's going to be back to five days a week. As spring training nears, pitchers and catchers reporting nears, and if you missed my rant on Wednesday, my somewhat out-of-character rant, for those of you who listen at every episode, talked about the frustration of the Cardinals offseason, how they're waiting too long on Yachty and Wainwright, how they're waiting too long to do anything of that matter, or anything for that matter, so... Today I thought I'd open up the floor and let you guys have a have a mailbag and got really a good response on both Instagram and a couple or one on Twitter as well. So this should be uh should be exciting. We got some good questions here. Uh, we're going to start with the one on Twitter and that comes from actually a fellow Locked On host, Mr. Nash Walker at Nash Walker Nine says, "What position will Dylan Carlson play on opening day?" This question is an interesting one. And the reason I say that is, you know, the question obviously is what will he play? But I think I'm going to kind of go on, go off a little bit, a couple of different avenues. Because I think if it were me, I'm working some trades to free up some outfield spots, maybe even get a left fielder and chipping or trading away O'Neill and Bader, and I'm putting Carlson in center. That That's me. However, I will say this. I think that Dylan Carlson will play opening day in left field. That's my short answer. I think if he's not, barring injury, if he's not in the starting lineup on opening day, something has gone drastically wrong. Someone needs to rethink how they look at a baseball team because I don't think you can look at this baseball team and tell me that Dylan Carlson should not be in the starting lineup. I really don't. He came back, or he was called up last year, struggled, came back, improved immensely, in his last 11 games, I'll share those numbers in a little bit, but he, he's got to be starting, DH or not. I think when you look at the starting lineup, you got some guys like Carpenter, you know, maybe shouldn't be starting depending on who they have if there's no DH, but if there is a DH, fine, start him. But Dylan Carlson needs to be in the starting lineup. And Nash, to, to answer the, you know, to kind of go off a little bit more, I think that he won't have just one position in 2021. I really think that Carlson will at some point, find himself in all three spots. It's not just like one game in right, two in left, and mostly in center, or any combination of that. I really think he's going to be all over the place all the time. I think he's going to be an, an outfielder. He's not, and at least in 2021, unless people get traded, unless people under or overperform, he's going to be a, an outfielder. He's not going to be a full-time left fielder, not going to be a full-time center fielder, not going to be a full-time right fielder. And let's, let's look at the options. This is all barring injuries. This is as of the roster today, obviously. Dexter Fowler is going to start in right field. I don't think there's much question there. The Cardinals are paying him too much. You know whether he should or shouldn't be. Talent level is a different thing. But I think Fowler's gotten a little too much hate. I think that he he put up some good numbers before his uh, illness last year. I think he's got one decent year in him. That's fine. Start him in right field. The other two are interesting. So you've got Harrison Bader, who, while the sabermetrics like him a lot, strikes out a little bit more for my liking. Um, but he, he's got the intangible speed. He 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 he, he just he, he's hated a lot in the Cardinals fan base. 
I'm not super high on Bader, but I will say he is overhated. I'll say that much. Um, when you look at the three players that I'm going to compare, he did have um, in, in 2020, the shortened season, he did have the highest OPS plus. He did have the highest OPS. He did have the highest slugging percentage. He did have the highest on base. And somehow he had the highest batting average. People say batting average is relevant. I say batting average is far from relevant. I do say, however, batting average is not everything. So I'll agree with you there. But Bader's a question mark. You got Tyler O'Neill, who has really not performed to what people thought he was going to be whenever he was first called up But after the Marco Gonzalez trade. You've got Lane Thomas that he's not really a power outfielder. He's, you know, he's you know prototypical. When you're looking at a prototypical guy, he's probably a center fielder that line drive gaps, speed hitter. You've got Justin Williams who, who could provide some pop. You've got, um, you know, all these guys kind of clogging up the outfield, if you will. And, you know, again, if I'm the GM, if I'm John Mozeliak, Mike Gersh, Bill DeWitt, Trade them for another starting pitcher. Trade them for some bullpen help. Trade them for some infield help if you don't want to go after Wong. Trade them for an outfield spot and free, free up an outfield spot by trading Bader and O'Neill to get a bigger package. Throw Carlson in the everyday starting lineup and get a, get a left fielder. Or trade Bader, O'Neill, and a couple other guys and put Carlson in center and sign a guy like Eddie Rosario. Speaking of Nash Walker, locked on twins host who asked this question. But I'm getting getting off topic a little bit here. Dylan Carlson, in my opinion, is going to be left field, left field opening day. Because I think it's Bader's spot to lose in center field. I don't think O'Neill has earned left field as much as Bader has earned center field. Because, you know, Bader in 2020 in a 58-game season for St. Louis, he, 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 he played 50. O'Neill played 50 as well. But again, Harrison Bader, I think that he is... He's got center field on lockdown more so than Tyler O'Neill does. So I, th- I think Bader starts in center field, and especially if it's a right-handed pitcher on opening day, because that would make Carlson left-handed batter, I think Carlson starts in left field opening day. And again, if he's not starting somewhere in the outfield on opening day, he's either injured or Mike, or, or there, there, there's something wrong. He's, he's got to start opening day. In his last 12 games, or 11 games rather, of the 2020 season, he slashed 286, 333, 629, 962, only struck out 11 times, drove in 11 runs, walked three times, two home runs, four doubles, and a triple. Scored five runs in those games. Cardinals were 7-4 in their last 11 when he was playing from the 28th to the 27th. When you're comparing Carlson to the other two guys that I talked about, Carlson in 35 games, and obviously the last 11, like I just mentioned, were a lot better. O'Neill had the most played appearances and most at-bats in those 50 games. But O'Neill's OPS Plus was 68. Carlson's was 66. Bader's was 111. O'Neill and Carlson had pretty similar on-base and slugging percentage. On-base of 261 for O'Neill and slugging 360. Carlson, 252 on-base, slugging 364. So pretty close. OPS, which is on-base plus slugging, O'Neill was only plus .04. He was at 621, and Carlson was at 616. So, if, if you want to look at it from that perspective, you, you're telling yourself O'Neill and Carlson are pretty comparable. But in my opinion, the ceiling on Harrison Bader is much higher. Excuse me. The ceiling on Dylan Carlson is a lot higher. So that's why Carlson starts in left field for me opening day 2021. And that's nothing. I'm not trying to, to bash O'Neill or say that he's an awful player. I just think that 
Carlson gets the nod and left. So that was a great question. It took up a, a lot more time than I thought it was going to, but it was a great question from Nash Walker on Locked On Twins. And the rest of the questions today are going to come from the Instagram story. Again, if you want to be more in on the action, follow me on Twitter, LJ Fastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. We've got a number of good questions to talk about um, in the second half of this show. Um, the guy that we really haven't heard a lot of from recently is is Colton Wong, and he was linked to the Blue Jays, who made a couple moves recently. Um, but we will go ahead and, and talk about that question as well as some other questions just after these messages. The AFC and NFC Championship games are this weekend, and if you're looking for ways to win some money, maybe you're a seasoned sports better, or maybe you're just getting into it like I am, no matter where you are on the sports betting spectrum, I'm telling you to go to betonline.ag because that's the only place that I trust and the only place we trust here at the Locked On Podcast Network. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and, of course, the promo code Locked On, and that gets you 50% welcome bonus. Let's do, let's do some simple math. If you put in $100 and then you put in Locked On for the promo code, you'll get an extra $50. If you're a college kid like me, or if you're just somebody who likes having 50% more money in their pocket, that's a pretty good deal. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. You can bet on all active sports and use a promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And visit our good friends at betonline underscore AG on social media to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Once again, the promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. As we are in mid-January and the thick of winter is coming up, now is more important than ever to keep your car running. RockAuto.com is a family business, and it will help you do that as they have served auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of that's right, hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose from the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. And speaking of those prices, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for whether you are a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Head out to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com I would be remiss if I did not talk about some sad baseball news today, and that is the passing of arguably the best hitter of all time, arguably the home run champion, one of the greats regardless, 25-time All-Star, Hank Aaron has passed away at the age of 86 today. Thoughts and prayers to the Aaron family, to the Brewers organization, to the Braves organization, Aaron playing in Milwaukee and Atlanta. It's a tough day for baseball. It's Don Sutton passed away recently as well. Thoughts and prayers to him. It's It's been a tough year for baseball. A lot, last, tough past 12 months, both for the, the sport today with, with COVID and losing all, you know, 100-some-odd games and losing all these legends. 
And the other baseball lost six in six months, two of them being Cardinals. And now another one goes in the great Henry Aaron. There was a question posted on the mailbag um, that has to do with this. It says from stlcards.coverage, who is the true home run? I'm assuming that meant to say king. It says long. Who is the true home run king, Hank or Barry? I always lean towards Aaron just because when when you use steroids like that, that, that puts a damper, that puts an asterisk on it for me. But regardless, Hank Aaron broke a long-time record as an African-American man playing in, in, in Atlanta, um, civil rights movements, and, and all, all, all the great stuff he did. He was a great person, great baseball player. So rest in peace to... Hank Aaron and thoughts and prayers to his family as well. So I uh, just wanted to, to mention that and to, to send my condolences as well to any uh, big Hank Aaron fan. So the question that I teased um, before the show or before the break rather, uh, well, it was guy Colton Wong at Vandy three, three, three on Instagram says, what is going on with Wong? Have heard anything in a while. Well, they're, just like most of baseball, there really hasn't been anything going on in a while. Obviously, the stove is heating up a little bit. Uh, Marlins made a move today for, I think, Anthony Bass is his name. George Springer signed with the Blue Jays. Michael Brantley signed with the Blue... Nope, with the Astros. <laughs> As he was reported to go to the Blue Jays first. Uh, Jason Castro was signed. Jose Quintana signed with the Angels. Um, so, yeah, stove's heating up, but you know, still not as hot as I'd like it to be, probably, as a baseball uh, media coverage guy, but Wong is, there's still no new rumors out, as, as that I can tell. Uh, he, he's been linked uh, to Toronto in the past. Uh, he, you know, there was a report a couple weeks ago that the Cardinals might be looking to re-sign him, and there's really no big new news on him that I can tell looking out in the rumors boards and everything like that. But So Colton Wong is still a free agent. Cardinals, you know, the reunion has not been ruled out by the St. Louis Cardinals front office, but obviously he has not signed as well. So uh, nothing new really on, on Colton Wong. So... Thanks for, for that question. Next question. Um, I'm going to have to put this up in two episodes. I thought I could get it all in within our time constraints, but um, we cannot. We'll, so we'll go two more questions here, and then I've got two questions to talk about on Monday's show as well. Um, so this first one comes in terms of wins. What do you think the floor and the ceiling is for this Cardinal team? This one coming from at Central underscore Intelligence underscore Affiliate on Instagram. This is a tough one to gauge because really the roster's not set. You know, they could still add an outfielder. They could still add an infielder. Who knows? Will they? As I ranted about on a Wednesday, probably not. But I think this team right now, coming off a 32-28 and 28 season, uh, I, I, I'd be shocked if they fell below 500. Uh, I think the, the floor probably is 82 wins, is, is right at 500, especially when you look at you know how weak this division is. The Pirates are still going to be super weak for 2021. The Reds might ship off some more people to become weaker. The Brewers, yes, they're getting Kane back, but they weren't super strong to begin with. The Cubs are losing people, it seems like, every day, as John Lester also signed. Forgot to mention him. But because of the weak NL Central, if the Cardinals can play their cards right, and if they can beat up on the NL Central enough and get enough wins within their division... I really don't think 90 wins is too far out of the question. I think that's their ceiling. I think the floor is around 82, somewhere like that, 80, 82 wins, just at or sub-500. But again, if this team can really get some big-time wins within the division, it could be a 90-win team. And again, 90 wins is 90 wins, but again, you've got to look at how strong is the division, how weak is the division. But I really think that that could be a ceiling for this team. 
90 wins to go 90 and 72, get out of a, a weak division, especially if the Cardinals make some moves. The Cardinals were able to make a lot of moves, um, or at least make a couple moves to improve the team, improve the offense, then I think 90 wins is, is doable. So um, one last question to finish up, uh, kind of piggybacking on that offense. Owen Dreyer says, at Owen Dreyer says, who do you see on the current roster stepping up to help the offense? This is a good question. Because really, I talk about this a lot, the only one that you don't really put a question mark by is Paul Goldschmidt. He's going to hit third. He's going to hit. He's going to be Paul Goldschmidt. Second uh, second best first baseman in the league, according to MLB Network. But I think that Goldschmidt is the only guy that's not not a question mark, not a liability. Everybody else, you got a huge what if. What is, or what is as well. What is Tommy Edmond going to look like? More like freshman year Tommy, more like sophomore year Tommy. Is Harrison Bader going to be able to bounce back and play to his potential? What's O'Neill going to do? Even Dylan Carlson, who I'm super high on. Is he going to blossom into a star right away? Is Dexter Fowler going to regress in his last year of the contract? Maybe even his last year in the major leagues. What's Carpenter going to do? Is he going to be able to bounce back? Is Yachty going to do it? Or is Kisner going to do the catching? And how are they going to, how are they going to fare? But one guy that I think can step up huge to provide per- protection for Goldschmidt is Paul DeYoung. I think Paul DeYoung is kind of a key in this offense. Because if, if you can get him going, if he can play a full, consistent, hundred and you know anywhere from 145 to 160 games consistently at the level that he's shown that he can play at in a short amount of time, then that's huge protection for Goldschmidt. Because, I mean, O'Neal's got some pop on his bat. Carpenter's got some pop. But, I mean, other than Goldschmidt, I think DeYoung has probably the next best power on this team, if I'm just guessing. Or if, if, if I were saying it, rather. Excuse me. But I think Paul DeYoung can really step up. And if he steps up, that's huge. Because that takes pressure off of Paul Goldschmidt. That lengthens the lineup. And, again, this is just a current roster question. I think that they could, there's a couple different options of who they could bring in to improve the, the offense. But on the current roster, I think Paul DeYoung is the guy. I, I really I look forward to 2021 for him. I think if he's able to produce, then he he can be the guy that can lengthen this lineup. He can step up and he can put up some numbers and make this offense a little bit more lethal than it is. So th- that's my answer to that question. The, the one question that I will start off with on Monday's show to be sure to tune back in is comes from at Shane Dunk 20. Um, he listens a lot. Appreciate it. Uh, always puts in questions. Assuming we don't make any moves like adding Wainwright, who will be in our rotation and pen? So I will give my rotation and bullpen predictions on Monday's show, and feel free to send in more questions as well. Um, But that will do it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Talked a lot about Dylan Carlson and talked a lot about as well a little bit of Paul DeYoung, a little bit of Colton Wong. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed it. 2021 season will get here quicker than we know it. At least I hope hope time flies. But uh, until I talk to you guys on Monday, have a safe weekend um, and have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll